And we're back again. Hello yes. and welcome to another In The Headlights podcast. Uh, my name is Christian Williams. And I am Tim Oldland. And today we find ourselves back in the BOTB office. It is because of BOTB that Tim and I get to record this podcast. So thank you very much, BOTB. BOTB, if you don't know, they're the guys that give away a car every single week. And they've got a brand new lifestyle competition as well. So all these lifestyle products, watches, motorbikes, cash... Well, yeah, 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 there's an Apple bundle, Samsung bundle. There's loads and loads of stuff in the lifestyle competition. There is a winner for each competition every single week. BOTB.com. Go and have a little look on there. You never know. I might be turning up to your doorstep on a Tuesday with a brand new car. That would be rather nice, wouldn't it? Wouldn't it just? And today, talking of brand new cars, we wanted to oh, do a nice bit of a... segue. Thank you. Yes, uh, I do this for a living. <laughs> um, we wanted to talk about the Paris Motor Show because it's been going on for the last kind of couple of weeks and there's yep. been some big announcements. There's been some announcements that uh, we didn't see coming. There's been some announcements that we definitely did see coming. Um, and there were some manufacturers that weren't there at all. So yes. I wanted to start today, Tim, and I, I think you'll agree with one of the biggest... Um, announcements from the Paris Motor Show, which is the brand new 3 Series BMW. Yes, yeah, this is the, oh, hang on, I've got to think now. It doesn't even say it in our notes. This is the G, G, G20. Yeah. G20, there you go, G20. Code name, G20. Yeah, code name. Um, this is a big, big departure for BMW, apparently. It's the most technologically advanced, the most developed car they've ever done, blah, blah, blah. They say that every time, though, to be honest, don't they? It's... I, I, is, it, is it as attractive as the old one? I'm not entirely sure, to I'm not be sure. I, I mean, what, what's weird is that... No, it's not weird, but what's... Uh, it's a very iconic car for BMW. It's mm. vitally important that they get it right. And they've obviously spent a long time in, in trying to, uh, to tweak this. I don't think it does look better. But then there's loads of cars that always seem to grow on me. You know, that I'm ne- I've never been a huge BMW fan. So I... I put this first mainly just because it was the biggest news story, not mm-hmm. because I really wanted to talk about it. Um, but it is a very successful car for BMW. Um, do you know all the changes that they've made? I mean, I tried to scan through it this morning, but if I'm honest, I got a bit bored. Um, as ever, it's bigger. It's, right. it's longer, it's wider, it, so, and it's lighter, which it, is always good. Okay, so they've actually managed to make a bigger car, but a lighter car. Yep. And Technology. now I guess it'll have slightly more rear legroom. Uh, yeah, a little bit more leg room. Because that stuff. was a bit of a downside to the old yeah. three yeah. series. Um, the, the big thing they've done is aerodynamics, right? Which okay. is because everyone's now really banging on about aerodynamics because you make a car more aerodynamic, it cuts through the air cleaner, it uses less fuel. A coefficient is, for uh, a, a drag coefficient falling from a two point uh, was it zero point two six to a point two three point two three yeah that yeah. really means nothing to me. Well, that that is that is actually mega mega. In I remember when I was looking at cars in the in the nineties and stuff like that. There, there were things like there was a car called the NSU R O eighty. Catchy name. Yeah. Uh, it was a Wankel rotary-powered uh, saloon, say that. saloon car. Right. Um, but that was, at the time, that was uh, sort of an offshoot of Audi at the time. And it was, um, well, they were bought by Audi. Anyway, it was, that had a drag coefficient, I think, of 0.28 or 0.29, which was utterly revolutionary at the time and was incredible. And it was like, everyone was, ooh, amazing. So the lower the, the, lower the number, the better, right? Yeah, the, the, the clean that it cuts through the air. Okay, so a piece, of, uh, a piece of paper held up to an air tunnel would have a coefficient drag factor of like 0.01. Uh, well, no, it's not that simple. Oh. That would actually cause drag because it would flap around. A, per- oh, a perfect, me. I know, right. a, a perfect lozenge 
a, po- a pointed right. lozenge shape yeah. or something that the, the air would perfectly sort of go around and then cut back or that would be as close to zero as you could possibly get. Got it, okay. Get. So obviously car manufacturers try their utmost to try and get the coefficient drag factor down um, and uh, they've got what on the new BMW? They've got uh, 0.23. Yeah. Which, I mean... That's Mercedes-Benz rivaling, apparently. It is. Um, we'll give them a round of applause. Well, well done. Well done, BMW. <laughs> uh, but it does, they say here, it does um, uh, obviously improve handling, mm-hmm. uh, maximum speed, and efficient motorway cruising, which, as mm. you said, uh, is a big difference to uh, the mile per gallon. Um, going on to mile per gallon, with the new engines that they've got, the 316i will be powered by a 136 brake horsepower 1.5-litre unit that we knew from the 218i. We do. Same but, one. And also the Mini Cube, but what this doesn't say is that's a three cylinder as well so oh, wow. the, so this, the, this so is, a, fuel this is a, a three series with a three cylinder engine okay which is uh, interesting okay you know? um 316d shares 122 uh, horsepower diesel engine with the mini cooper d yeah so I think, same I think same that's a three cylinder as well I could, um, be, I could be wrong on that though and the two liter fours they're going to be they're going to be kind of the the most used engine they're going to be for the um what 330i and the 320d yeah that for me my, that as an old school BMW fan, the fact that a 330i has not got a three cylinder, three litre six cylinder engine messes with my head. That's right. wrong. It's all kinds of wrong. It, the 330 has always had a, a six cylinder engine. But do you think this is a good kind of direction for BMW? Um, having driven them, no, I, I don't like the four cylinder turbos. The three for me, a, a fast, sporty BMW saloon should always have a six cylinder engine. But I'm a bit of a Luddite when it comes to that sort of thing. Old like, school. It should, it should have that. No, I'm, I'm with you, Tim. I'm but, absolutely with you. But then they've got the 340i for that. Yeah, and with the, the M3, um, that's going to be coming out, what, ne- 2020, it's I think 2020. it is. It seems ages away. It does. The 340 isn't out until 2019. Okay. Um, just go quickly saying the inside, actually, of the BMW. It has changed slightly because a lot of people think that the BMW's interior is quite terrible compared to Mercedes and I would slightly tend to agree yeah for me it's, the, it's always been a, the downside it, they, they, they're very I don't uh, it's the quality absolutely fine everything like that and even the ergonomics for me I, I don't like the way they, they look mm. the design it seems like it hasn't really changed since you know two generations of five series three generations ago well I mean they're now saying that it's uh, it's a kind of a Mercedes Benz matching interior I've seen it I haven't felt it but it doesn't doesn't look particularly amazing, but they have got a lot of new TFT screens and mm-hmm. um, it's better. It, I'll definitely yeah, say it's better. better. It's a better design for me. Yeah, yeah. and I think you can say um, you can shout it, can't you? You can say like, "Hey BMW," and it'll it'll do stuff. Yeah, which come on, you're driving down the motorway, <coughs> you go down around certain sections of the M25, the concrete bits, you know, where it's in like lots of sections. Yeah, and you, you drive along and the cars are going. <laughs> and you're, you're going to try and go, hey, hey, BMW, oh, hey BMW, where's the nearest McDonald's? Turn up the button. Turn, turn up the button. No, 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 it's not listening to me. Okay, so BMW, yes. three series. Done. Done. Right, on to Mercedes. Um, e- EQC, <laughs> their brand new all electric. Blamange. Why would you call it a blamange? Because it looks like a blamange. I, oh. I suppose it does a bit. It does. This, can, if, can, we, can I ask, can we expand this EQC? talk slightly into the EQC slash Audi e-tron because that was yeah. a, that was launched a bit ago but they're, they're very similar and the iPace so j- just in case you mm. kind of missed this um, Mercedes have launched their brand new well, is it an SUV it it's a I think they call it a crossover a crossover but it, it, it is it's an SUV to all it's a family yeah. wagon uh, yeah. that is all electric 
Um, and this is Mercedes' first ever, isn't it, all-electric yes. vehicle? Yes, it's a ground-up design, right. basically. Um, you can't make a car basically from scratch to be a petrol car and an, internal, and, uh, an EV. It, the, the two don't really mix in terms of the way they should. They need to be designed. So uh, until now, they've, companies have generally retrofitted their old design with, with battery, battery tech, and stuff, yeah. but it doesn't really work that way. Okay. The best way to design an EV is to have all the batteries sandwiched in the floor, um, so, so Mercedes have had to basically, as you say, ground up design. Yep. Um, this is going to take on the likes of the iPace, Tesla Model X, um, that mm -hmm. kind of thing, uh, the Audi e-tron, which you were going to mention. Yes, yeah. Um, so what you've got, I mean, the, the Model X is mm, it's a bit, it's a bit more, it's a bit more expensive, and that's been out for a while, and we, everyone knows about that with the funky gullwing doors and yep. whatnot. So you've basically now got the Jag iPace, the e-tron. Audi uh, and the EQC. They're the three rivals that are out at the moment. They're all roughly the same price, 65, 65 75 grand for mid-spec. They've all got around 400 to 420 horsepower. They all do around 250 real-world miles yeah. on a charge. They can all get charged by high-powered charging points and do 80% in 20, 25 minutes. minutes yeah. you know. so, so with that in mind then, is it just down to price or...? No, <clears throat> I think it's down to whichever one you like the best. It's great, you've now got three choices. And they're now, all about the same price, so it's actually yeah. down to looks. It's down to how it looks, makes you feel. looks and brand, really. Right. Now, the problem I've got is, I mean, the Jag I-Pace is a great-looking car. It's very funky, though. As I in, like it. I think it looks awesome. It, I mean, it looks great, but it's... It's very funky for, for Jaguar. And a lot of people don't necessarily go to Jaguar for a car that's that good looking and funky. And it is a bit out there in terms of the proportions and things like that. It's very low and you know short nose and all this kind of stuff. Um, and <clears throat> personally, I think the EQC, I'm just gonna have a drink of water. Is amazing or not amazing? I, they've done well, you called it a blancmange. A blancmange. So it's very blobby. Yeah, it is quite blobby. The front end for me, they've. I mean, it's like the GLC, but just not quite as good. It is. They've they've taken a, the the GLC and they've they've stretched this massive, enormous grille and on these yeah. lights wrap around. And it's all smooth and blobby, and they've done what generally people tend to do with EVs at the moment, which is they make it funky and futuristic. And for me, that just doesn't, that's not what people want. People want a car. They want an car. I want to go out and buy a car, please. But I want it to be EV. Yes, but with the Mercedes, Tim, you fail to mention that there is gold accents on the air vents and the seat controls, which I have to say actually do look quite they cool. They do look good, yeah. It, it I like does. Those. I thought, when I read it, I thought that's going to look so tacky. And yeah. I saw a picture of it, and it does look really nice. And yeah. I've always been a huge fan of not only Mercedes' brand, but their interiors. Mm -hmm. They just, every time you sit in one, you're like, oh, you just feel comfortable. And not like, not like a BMW for me, where you sit in it and you just feel angry straight away. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's... But, you know, we've said that about the G the, GLC, the EQC and things. The e-tron, the Audi e-tron, is basically, it looks like a slightly more muscular Q7, Q8 yeah. type car. It looks like a normal Audi. So Mercedes have basically released the EQC, uh, EQC, you're saying, Tim, because they just need to be in the ballpark with everybody else. Yeah. Yeah. This is, I mean, this is the market that everyone, that, you know, Jag came into first with the I-Pace. 
and now you've got these these three big players playing it out with the the Model X Tesla. Uh, there is a BMW that's coming soon. I mean, it's actually the they've got the i3 and the i8 at the moment. There is going to be an i5, which is going to go up against these, and there is okay. going to be an electric version of the the X3. But that's again, that's a but unlike the uh, EQC, will that come with a vibrating accelerator pedal to tell you off when you're being naughty? Because no. I, I read that with the new Mo, <laughs> it, your um, accelerator pedal will vibrate to tell you, oh, you're, you're driving a little bit aggressively and you're going to drain the battery. Ah. That's, apparently that's what it'll do. Really? So it'll just tell you to come off slowly. That'll probably also, it's also there probably to wake you up. Yeah, yeah, because... from driving a very silent comfortable yeah. um comfortable car yeah do you but think you, you're, you're talking about gimmicks though the e-tron has got uh cameras instead of wing mirrors for the first time it's oh, the really? first car to have cameras and I, there's little, I sc- think little I'd screens miss a mirror yeah it to me it's they're actually the, the screens are actually in the wrong place as well they're too low down they could oh. be in the quarter light window bit there i guess it's something that but we're probably just going to have to get used to because that's the way things yeah. will probably and go it's, they're, they're, they're there because of um aerodynamics the cameras are much, much smaller. And it, apparently Going back it, to drag coefficient. Exactly. It adds, on, on the e-tron, apparently, they're optional, these things, and they add about 15 miles range. Really? If you're, too, if you're doing motorway speeds, it adds 10 to 15 miles range to it, just from not having these yeah, massive... Yeah, in the perfect conditions, and they yeah, put it yeah. in a wind tunnel. And... It's because they're cool. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, so yeah. for the Mercedes EQC, uh, comes out spring next year. Prices haven't been announced yet, but as we were saying, it's probably around the 70 grand mark-ish. Yeah. yeah it'll be, it's, I think it'll be 65, 75 grand-ish. Okay. So well done, Mercedes. You're, you're in the electric EV game, um, but are they doing it just so they've got a finger in the pie? I think so. It's probably. not... Because I really don't think it doesn't look, it doesn't look very good, mm. to be honest, to me. I mean, it I, looks I a do, bit like a, a like rubbish GLC. I think the e-tron looks really good. So that would be your like one? That would be the one a, you buy? Absolutely. Uh, well, I, I like the I-Pace as well, but it's a Jaguar and they do have issues with electricals. So okay. mm, um, a car that relies purely on electricity might be something a bit dodgy. But the e-tron, for me, is the one. It looks fantastic. Okay, EQC done. Uh, yeah, let's go. Oh, it's done. Uh, right, on to one of my favourite manufacturers. Um, not back to Mercedes, actually, even though that is Porsche. Ooh. The new 911 Speedster, which yes. looks, oh my God, incredible. Yes. And although we should add a caveat here that what they released was still apparently a concept. Mm. Yeah, that's I nonsense. mean, it'll look pretty much the same as that, yeah. won't it? I don't think the um, funky wing mirrors are going to make it to production. Oh, uh, no. They There'll can't. be some kind of regulation somewhere saying yeah. that they can't be used. But in terms of just the body styling and the way um, they've designed it and the interior as well, I think is pretty much bang on. I mean, it, it looked like a, it looked like a production car. If you if you've seen the pictures, um, maybe you've uh, seen some YouTubers that have done some some bits as well. Um, it's the red car, isn't it? They they brought yeah. out. it's the one with the fuel cap that is on the bonnet. Yeah, it's which is quite cool. Much like you get on the uh, Singer. Ah, uh, yes. They do that as well. Yeah. Which, you know, it's all it's historic and it looks fantastic, but you're going to have to have PPF on your bonnet, aren't you? Because <laughs> it doesn't matter how many times you do it. You, you sit there and you go, you're filling your car well, up. Well, you're going to have to lean over as well, well to get yeah. the to get the hose in the it's, hole. It's more that you sit there and you, you finish filling your car up and you go, tap, tap, tap. Oh, tap, so tap, 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 tap. 
any male, drip. any male may have this problem as well. You, well exactly. Yeah. But you can you can tap it or shake or shake it as many times as you want. The second you move it away from that thing, it just yeah. it, it all pours out everywhere, all over your trousers, uh, all over the bonnet. <laughs> It just well, doesn't happen. Maybe it's an age thing. I'm not well, sure. Porsche <laughs> confirmed they're going to build uh, 1,948. That's a very significant uh, number for them. That's when they started actually building sports cars, 1948. In Zuffenhausen. In Zuffenhausen. Um, and uh, it's going to be one of those cars where you would have had to have owned GT3, GT2, lots of other special cars. Um, I mean, I think... Buy, you buy your deal, your local Porsche dealer principal a birthday present every year. Well, yeah, know. yeah, um, all things like that. Um, the drivetrain, pretty much a GT3, actually. which is amazing. Yeah, and we all know how incredible that car is. So mm. GT3, already fantastic car. Now you've got the styling of of this as well. Um, so flat six, what nearly five hundred horsepower? I'm guessing if it's a GT3 yeah, engine. Four, yeah, five hundred. Metric, 493. 9,000 RPM redline, which, oh, which is, is just amazing. F- incredible. Um, new exhaust as well, GT spec exhaust, so that'll uh, sound incredible. And with the sound, for the fact that it has a... Um, I always, I never know how to pronounce this word. Is it a tonneau roof? Torno? Torno? A tonneau. Tonneau? Yeah, yeah, it's got a tonneau. Mm, tonneau. Tonneau cover. So a tonneau cover is the, is, it covers up just the passenger side. Is technically a, ton- a tonneau just covers up the passenger side oh. when you're driving. Oh, see, I thought the tonneau thing was just the way that the uh, soft top got covered on the back. No, no, no. A, a tonneau is generally when you're. It's a two seater. You're sitting in the driver's seat, and there's like a little clip-on thing. Are you that... sure you're right about it? Yeah. Patrick. Uh, I've only ever heard it called the thing that covers the, the, the convertible soft top. Yeah. It's a tonneau. 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 Right. I feel like I need to Google it, but we'll just go with that. But it is basically, it's a canvas roof that will not automatically find its way into the boot. You have to get out, stop, well, probably stop first, get out, and then put it in the boot. Yeah, I mean, there's basically, it's like, if you remember the Porsche Boxster Spider. Great looking car. Yeah, that had like a thing that you have to, and you, you literally have to you, you attach it to the head to the windscreen header rail and then like stretch it backwards yeah. and then there's two little clips that it clipped onto and that was it. I mean this car I think is more Los Angeles than London, isn't it really? Yes. Um, Although you say that, I mean I, I reckon of the nine of the one thousand nine hundred and forty eight that they're making, I think probably one thousand nine hundred and forty of them are gonna sit in a collection somewhere. I'm sure they will. Sadly. But there, yeah. there are people who are going to get these and they are going to drive. In fact, no, there's probably going to be quite a few. I know that I know well, a few people. Well, it is a driver's car, right? I, I would it have is, hoped yeah. that people would take it up to the Alps on a nice, you know, summer's day and stuff and really kind of give it the pounding that it needs because those these cars take it and they yeah. absolutely give you so much enjoyment when driving. Mm. As you know, we've both driven the GT3 and we yeah, oh, fell in love with it. Yeah, I wonder if it's, I, I didn't see on this whether it was going to be manual, PDK, either or. Uh, I think it's PDK, isn't it? I th- uh, uh, yeah, I guess so. The one at the motor show was manual. Oh, the one at the motor show was manual. Oh, so maybe it's a choice. Okay. Oh, may- not- maybe you'll get, yeah. Maybe the choice, or maybe it's just manual. Who knows? Well, it's going to cost you 200 grand-ish. Yeah. They think. I mean, if, they if, if you can order one, it'll be about 200 grand. I reckon it'll be 200 or grand. Or one and a half days after it's after they start being delivered, it'll be £550,000. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what happens triple. with Porsches. I actually know somebody who's getting one of these. Do you? Uh, he's, he's, well... I well, mean, maybe you'll let us drive it. There's nothing being fully confirmed, obviously, but he okay. will get one. Okay. You know? uh, he's got a GT. He's got a Cayman GT4, 
and a 991.2 GT3. Nice. Nice little collection he's building. Yeah. With this new Speedster, um, the one at the uh, show had no sat-nav, no aircon, no stereo, no nothing. Mm-hmm. But I would have thought Porsche being Porsche, um, they'll add that as an option. Yeah, they're, they're, they're delete. They're no cost, yeah, no no cost. cost delete options. Yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing it kind of in the flesh, really, if we ever yeah. get that privilege. It Maybe looks... we can tap up your friend and hopefully get to go and see one. Yeah, I mean, it looks spectacular. It does look spectacular. Okay, on to the next car. And um, just before we do that, uh, you may have heard some odd noises. We've got a very creaky door uh, here at BOTV today, it seems. No, that's, that's my knees. Oh, is it your knees? Yeah. When you sat down earlier, they're still giving <laughs> you a bit of jip. Um, thanks again to BOTV for letting us come and film in their offices again. Mm. We've basically just ransacked this room and just chucked all of our podcast equipment in here for the morning um and if it wasn't for botb we wouldn't be here and if it wasn't for botb there wouldn't be what over 440 dream car winners i think we're on about 443 or four now um every single week botb give away a dream car and a lifestyle prize uh competitions run from sunday to sunday um and yeah we get to make people's lives by going up and turning up at their doorstep and Giving them a fright of their life. Honestly, yeah. there's some people that I've surprised that I genuinely think are about to have a heart attack. Yeah, rabbit in the headlights. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I'm I'm wondering if they're frozen with fear or joy or whatever, but it soon turns out that it's uh, definitely a lot of joy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just, I, I, some of those people that you see, they are literally like rabbit in the headlights, but you can see ever so slowly as it, as it goes on, the joy starts to creep in and they start to... Well, they realise get... it's happening, don't they? That's yeah. it. I mean, I, can, I can't imagine, I can't imagine because... Uh, I've never even con- contemplated it having worked for them. I'm not allowed to play. But just to imagine, like, you open the door and something you've... Like, there's, there's people who've been playing this BOTB for 18 years. There are guys out there on Facebook land that we talk to that, that have been playing for that the entire time and never won. And they're still going. And can you imagine well, if, guy, if that day they, you actually turned up at their door? Yeah. They would fall over. Well, the guy I surprised um, a few weeks ago, he'd been playing for, I think, on and off for about 10 years. Mm-hmm. You know, just a few tickets a week. He, he, he actually said it was quite therapeutic. He liked sitting down on a Sunday night and having a look at the picture and going, ah, right, okay, I reckon the ball is there, 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 and placing a few of his crosses. And he won. And his little face when he came out of, the, of, the, um, of his apartment block was just literally like, oh my god like yeah. you could just see it just happening anyway thanks to BOTB again for yes. um, helping us uh, with the podcast um, Infinity oh yes now we don't get to say the word infinity very often but uh, today we do and yeah. in this uh, the, the way we say it today is followed by two words and a letter um, hmm. Project Black S yes hopefully uh, if we talk about infinity a bit they might invite us to go and drive the Formula 1 car that they did with some of the other oh, uh, doesn't that people. look incredible Oh, my God. Like, in terms of everything I've always wanted to do in my life, driving a Formula One car is, is probably number one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've driven a, I've driven a single-seater, you know, single-seat race. That. I've driven a single-seat race car. It was like an F4 or something, or Close F3000 or something. I can't remember what it was. It, I mean, that was mental. Absolutely blew my mind. And to think this, the, the next level of up from it, oh, amazing. And, yeah, and Infinity have been doing this with uh, a few select people around and it just looks amazing it does look cool it looks fantastic um, yeah but this well, is this is their f1 tech apparently injected into a uh, sporting coupe oh yeah. saloon saloon. It's it's a saloon. saloon yeah yeah it's a saloon um it? i mean it's based on the q60 it's a coupe no it's a coupe it's a no, coupe, it's a coupe. Yeah, yeah it's a two-door two-door yeah. coupe 
Um, it's based on the Q60, mm-hmm. uh, but with a lot more uh, aggressive body works for aerodynamic purposes. Very aggressive, isn't it? Uh, big old weight saving in there as well. Lots of carbon fiber. Uh, it is literally carbon fiber everywhere. The one that we've seen has got these really cool yellow accents on them as well, which yeah. just makes it... It actually reminds me slightly of the um, Edition 1 Mercedes. Mm-hmm. When yeah, they've got, got the full... matte grey paintwork yeah. and then the uh, the yellow. Um and this is actually, a, I was reading the other day, it's a product of Nissan and Renault. So it's actually been, um, there's engineers in Japan that have helped make this car. Mm-hmm. But then you've also got the Renault team as well going, right, we want to do this, this and this. So it's a kind of, um, it's a slightly odd child that has been born from these two companies. Yeah. But- Odd Child has actually turned out to be awesome child yeah. because it looks great. The figures that we're hearing sounds amazing. It's got a twin turbocharged 395 horsepower uh, V6. Now, Tim, I don't know if you know anything about this because you know uh, usually a lot more than me, but it adds MGU-H and MGU-K energy recovery systems to increase both power and efficiency. Now, apparently, one is able to recover power, but also boost the power to the crankshaft, while the other one, dash H, is able to spool up the turbos to eliminate turbo lag. Yes, that's lots of letters. Isn't it? I don't really yeah. care. If I I'm think, honest, Infinity, I just, I just wanted to drive really well. I think they're the same things you get in F1. That's the, the, so the, the like name-wise. I think well, it's not Kurs, because Kurs is... I think it's hybrid and, um, yeah, Kurs, energy recovery, I don't know. So this it is actually... They're the two systems they have in the F1 cars that they, if they break, they have to replace them and they get knocked down 10 places on the grid, that sort yeah. of thing. So there is actually a small battery in this then? It must, yeah, there must be. Yeah, there's going to be a, Some kind a of larger... Capacitor. There'll be a larger battery than the normal battery and it gets fed into that and it boosts things. It's, it's actually what a lot of companies are doing with the... A lot of companies have now got 48 val, valve... No! 48-volt electrical systems in them like the it new makes sense. the new Audis the Q8's got it and things like that um, and it, it, it's called a mild hybrid system so it just gives that it, there's the extra battery and it can give a little tiny bit of boost, boost if you need it if you need it and it, it helps it gives a little bit of boost when you're changing gear and things so it's it, also said that um, uh, the latter as in the dash H is also capable of recovering lost exhaust gas energy from the turbochargers and feeding it back into the battery that's pretty cool mm. I think for, don't Formula 1 cars do that as well yeah, they do, don't they? They take exhaust gases and, and feed them back in. Will it ever go into production? Mm, not as it is here. That's mental and ridiculous. There will probably be a project, there'll, there'll be a, a better version of the Q60 that will come out with the same sort of body kit and some yellow accents, I reckon. I just, I get really annoyed with all these concept stuff. Yeah. Yeah, great, look what you can do. Do it then. Yeah. Well, Why don't like, they just do it? If yeah. they can go, look how amazing we are. Okay, great, sell it. I'll buy one. If you sell it, oh no, we're not going to sell it. Oh great! What's the what's the point? Mm. Well, it's like one of the. Is it just showing off? It is showing it, it, how big you. It's like the the yearly crop of, um, of of new hypercars that come out, isn't it? You know, oh, yeah. this thing's got a all carbon fiber body and it's got fifteen hundred horsepower, and we're making fifty five of them, and they're all sold, and they cost four million dollars each, <laughs> and they look like a four year old drew it. Wonderful, fantastic, and it's all they ever show is a render. And well, Infinity, yeah. uh, thank you for creating what looks on paper to be awesome. Um, mm-hmm. And fingers crossed, maybe one day it will actually happen. Who knows? Fingers crossed. Yes. On to, I keep saying this, my favourite manufacturer. 
Ferrari. Oh, my God. This... Uh, so the Monza SP1 and SP2. Uh, you may have seen uh, the um, kind of the, the single-seater and the two-seater uh, new Ferraris. What would you call it? It's kind of like a halo car, maybe? It, yeah, it's it's a halo roadstery type thing, and it is stunning. I, I'm not a fan of the SP1, to be fair. I think it looks... Single-seater cars where they've just taken away one of the two seats always yeah, look a, a bit lot, weird. A lot of rich people might not have any friends. Very true. They've always got somebody who wants to. There's always going to be a car spotter who wants to go in the passenger seat, isn't there? Yeah, that's true. You know, so yeah. that's where the SP2 comes in. Yeah. Well, they're only going to make a few of them. Um, uh, how many? Four nine nine. It's quite a lot, though. If you think about, it. I mean, if these yeah, are I guess. these are three million. No, no, one point six. six million. One point six. I think it's one point six million plus that. Or something. Well, yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's 1.6 million euros. Yes. Um, but so then if you strip yeah, out yeah. the Italian VAT, changes to sterling, factoring the UK VAT, uh, you're looking, yeah, at about 1.6 million pounds, actually. Um, yeah, 500 or 499 will be built, uh, and they'll be built, actually, to customer spec. So if all 499 are the SP1, then they'll just make 499 SP1s. If, mm. if it's 50-50, then it's 50-50. You can only buy one of them. I love that. Ferrari yeah. have gone, ah, no, you can only buy one. Oh, yes. I think one's enough. Yeah. Um, but again, this is one of these cars that um, you have to be on uh, Ferrari's invite-only, really, list. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you've got a standard old uh, 458 that you bought off eBay for, you know, under grand, you're probably not going to be on the list for an SP1 no. or SP2. Um, but there are a lot of people I know that went to the launch, like Gordon Ramsay, for instance, who mm-hmm. I know will, will probably be on the list, as he's owned every Ferrari, I think, ever built. Um, and someone like him, I think, would enjoy the car for what it's worth and yeah. actually go and, and actually drive these things. It's based on the 812 Superfast, so we already know you're going to get an incredible car. Big amounts of power, yeah. huge amounts of kind of F1 tech going into um, into these things, and probably a driving experience like nothing else because y- your your face is just in the way of yeah. everything. Well, it's, if you look, if just, a bee just, comes at you, it's going to well, hit you. Well, no, because just just uh, maybe at twenty miles an hour, yeah, but below. At speed, if you look just just ahead of the driver's cowl, oh, is the, what is it called? A virtual windscreen. Virtual windscreen, which is like a little, it's a little, F, it's like an F1 style duct that directs the air. Along so any bees up. will just fly over your that, head. Apparently so. Okay. But I mean, it's not really a car for Britain. That this one for high days and holidays, is it? I mean, it's you, you, no, definitely There's no not. roof at all. all I think I'd definitely rather have the 911 speedster than this in the UK. Mm. But to me, it is. It's one of occasionally Ferrari get it a bit wrong with styling especially on these limited run things because they are generally these these sort of cars that come out are, are done with um very 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 wealthy clients yeah and they have an input into it and sometimes they're not very good at designing cars no, but they've, they, got, but they've got lots of money but this is absolutely stunning and it's going to weigh 799 horsepower and it's going to weigh less it weighs less than an 812 there's yeah. a lot less bodywork there's a lot you know, there hasn't got a roof. It's got all that stuff gone. It's more carbon fiber. I reckon it's. It, there's someone mentioned because it's not actually been in the specs. I don't think, but it's something. I think it's something like 200 odd kilos lighter than an 812. Because the 812 isn't isn't a particularly light car. No. To start with. Um, so they've so it's going to be out. ballistic. Yeah. I mean, not to 125 mile an hour in 7.9 seconds. <laughs> That's a couple of blinks and you're there. Yeah. That, that is, is mad. Absurd deliveries from summer 2019. Ferrari, thank you very much once again. Blowing uh, competition out of the water. Yeah, I'll have one in uh, green with tan, please. There you go. Uh, right, Hyundai. 
Now Ooh, you've yes. driven the i30N. Um, the Paris Motor Show has given us two new i30Ns. Yes, I uh, was banging on about it for a long time. Yeah, one is the fastback, and now one is the i30N um, option. Option N option. They've put an N in there twice, haven't they? It's the i30N N option. Something like yeah. Yeah, there's, I think there's, so. It's like BMW. You've got their M Performance range. Yeah, you know you've and you can add some little bits and bobs here and there. And it's uh, there's, we'll talk about the N option first because the well, what's annoying about that? First of all, is they've come out and gone, look how amazing it is. Go, yeah, it's so cool. Yeah, when can we buy? It? Oh no, it's a concept car again. Yeah. Come on, it's they're, they're all coming out. But when? all those bits, they're from beginning of next year. From you I, think? I'm led to believe, yeah, that they're, they're all 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 well, the majority. Of the parts that you saw, yeah. There's things like there's it's small stuff though. It's sticker packs, okay. You know, sticker packs, and they, I mean they, I mean, have, a, they 20, have a carbon fiber vented bonnet. I don't think that's going to make it. Twenty five different things apparently on the i30N N option um, that you can basically spec on it. Uh, you've got aero. They've done some bits with the engine, etc., etc., etc. The seats are different. I think. Well, the the important things I think are there's a slightly bigger rear spoiler. Yeah. Um, there's a better rear diffuser and a different exhaust, which is ridiculous because I'm sorry the the i30N performance that I had when you put that thing in N mode. It sounds like a WRC car. Really? I mean, pops it is, and bangs everywhere. But it's not, just, it's not just that it pops and bangs because everyone does that. This thing, it cracks like a, like an F, like a, like a WRC car does. So it's like, mm, pop, 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 pop. like it really is loud and it sounds like it's got a straight through exhaust. It's way, I, mean, I, I had it on my drive and my neighbors have got a Focus RS with the Mountune package and it was way louder, way, way louder than, than their Mountune RS. Absolutely so actually, the, the N option is going to sound just a bit ridiculous, really. It's, yeah, but the, for me, the most important part of this N option is they had uh, performance racing seats because the, the only thing that I, that I felt let down... I remember down, you saying you kept kind of sliding about they're, a bit. They're not that... I mean, they're, they're okay, but the main thing... I mean, they look really bland. They look like normal, boring black seats. Okay. And these performance seats, they're very much like the, the, the performance seats you get on Renaults and blah, blah, blah. So basically, if you're looking to buy an i30N at the moment, maybe just hang fire for a bit because... Yeah, maybe so. Uh, or, you know, they might be... Well, according to you, Tim, they're going to they're going to come out early next year. Yeah. Well, they, they, I know they, they've said I know I've read that the seats the seats are oh, definitely the seats, be out soon. I think yeah, the seats I think the are just definitely yeah. going to come out, and they know that anyway. They're, they're onto a winner with the i30N in the first mm. place. Um, yeah, I've not got to drive one, but you said it absolutely fantastic, and I'll 100% take your word for it. Mm. Um, so many people that have got to drive them have said they're great. So if you are looking to buy one, maybe just hang fire a little bit because you might be able to have a slightly larger options list that really do. Yeah, or, the, or they, could be dealer, they could be dealer fit options as well. Yeah, so, okay. Oh, okay. Or you could buy the new Fastback N. So on to this then. So this yeah. is a slightly longer version of the i30N. Mm. Um, it's got the same 2-litre turbocharged unit that they use in the i30N uh, yeah. at the moment. Um, it'll be putting out 271 horsepower? Yeah, 271. Just like, they're in, just we're, like only, the, yeah, so. we're only getting the performance spec i30N Fastback. Right. Uh, I think because I think they're actually dropping the normal non-performance of the hatchback as well because it, it's something like 85% of the yeah. performance model because it makes sense it's not yeah, much yeah. more and it's badass yeah um, <laughs> so yeah I think it's going to be absolutely amazing it looks it looks fantastic uh, when does it go into production do we know uh, so early next year I 
think it's early next year, yeah. But I think you can start putting your orders in now, can't you? You can, yeah. I mean, it's it's got a slightly lower roof line, so it's slightly yep. more coupe-like, and it's got a slightly higher top speed as well because it's because it's a bit slipperier. Mm-hmm. Personally, I'm not a huge fan. I, I prefer... I, I'm no, a hatchback. hatchback man. I love hot hatches. Um, but I can see it's going to sell very well. It'll add, it'll add a few more sales. Hyundai, well done. We yes. love the i30N, and we think that the um, new... New two well technically two new cars that they've released um, yes. will be absolutely fantastic. Right, last but by no means least, um, it's basically the new Audi R8. Really, um, it's the LMS version, the kind of the race going version that we'd see at what somewhere like Le Mans or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's got its whole new revised front kind of end, and I, I think I think it's basically the new R8. Well, it's the facelift R8. There's a facelift R8 coming. It was supposed to be. Again, it's another car that was supposed to be at Paris, but yep. it's not. And it's probably going to be LA or New York later this year. I think we're going to see the facelifted R8. Uh, and it's it's not major. It's I think it's even got the same headlights. Yeah, it I doesn't... It it's, just a, it's just a bumper facelift job. Yeah, but this will, do you reckon that this will be the new one? Uh, no, I think, I think that this will... This I mean, shows... Look at the front of it. I mean, the, the, the new front of the um, R8 GT3... Like with all its kind of slats and stuff, that it, the, you know, like the new Audi A1, it's got the little mm-hmm. slats. Um, I think it will be, I think it will be like that. Yeah, I think that the facelift is, is looking, it's going to look very much like this. Oh, okay. I've only yeah. seen it with one of those stupid like car bras on, you know, with yes. all the checkered um, kind of film to, to mm-hmm. basically stop journalists getting pictures of it. But um, if it does look anything like the front of this, it's going to look amazing. I mean, Audi Sport, is it Audi Sport or uh, Audi, Audi Sport now? Audi yeah. Sport. Um, are doing all these kind of option packs as well, like with the performance yes. parts, look incredible. They do. I really, mean, some really cool. of them are a little extreme. The rear wing is quite uh, punchy, isn't it? It's it is a bit. You, I mean, you've got to be doing mount. some yeah, serious speed to get yeah. that thing to come into its own. Uh, but the new GT3 LMS car uh, apparently um, has a revised gearbox and clutch and should stretch out the time between rebuilds by 50%. So well, if yeah, you are these... a racing car driver, there you go. You can spend a little <laughs> exactly. less money. Yeah, they, they, they are a bit ridiculous, these race cars. They need rebuilds like after every other race or something stupid. But the big, the big difference was actually the exhaust. If you've seen the exhaust on this, mm-hmm. you kind of, um, it's, a, it's going back to the ovaly type shape exhaust, but they kind of come up out of the car. It, it looks quite interesting. I don't mm. know if the new R8 will, will see that or not, but I guess time will, time will tell. Yeah, I hope I hope they do something a bit more on the rear end of the new R8 on the facelift. Yeah, because I don't like the fact that it's got these kind of trapezoidal just exit bits. That you've got the the, pipe, the actual pipes sit behind, and you've yeah. just got this this trim. Well, it looked like the new one actually that the exhaust come out a bit, so you do actually see the exhaust. Ah, that'd be good. Yeah, so That's that, what I that see. might be. That might be what that yeah. is. Because other companies are, are up in their game. They're, they've, they've up their exhaust game. You know, you've got the, the, the Huracan Performante with those, those awesome two pipes sticking out that you can actually see down when they get going. Yeah. Um, and uh, yes, I like that. And what else have you got? Oh, the 600LT McLaren with the, the top mount exhausts. Oh, that's just amazing. I mean, I, every time I see a picture of any of those, it's just flaming everywhere. Yeah, absolutely. The, the, we're talking like two foot long flames out of the yeah. top of that thing, Mad. which is why the the, the carbon fiber rear spoiler 
has got a centre section that's got a ceramic coating on it. Yeah. Because otherwise it'd melt. Do you think these <laughs> R8s are going to be uh, four-wheel drive or come in both, RWS? Uh, I think both. I think both as well. And actually talking four-wheel drive, um, I just wanted to quickly mention this before we wrap up things today. New Defender spy shots. Now, this wasn't yes. obviously revealed at um, Paris or anything, but this is where some people have been out on the road again and getting some pictures. And the new Defender has been spotted. It has. Now, I can't really tell what it looks like because there's a lot of extra bodywork and stuff they've chucked on it to try and disguise it but yeah and i think they have really gone to town on the on the camo for this yeah because this is this is one of the most eagerly anticipated new cars this century oh it sounds like hotcakes it will they always do it will but it's got to look right it's got yeah. to look spot on and i know i know the guy that's designing it joe mcgovern he's he's got the hardest job i would hate to be him right now yeah well, i would absolutely hate has he got to. the hardest job no i think you've got to just do it like Suzuki done with the Jimny yeah. and Merck have done with the G-Wagon. I think you've just got to keep it simple, keep it like a bit like it was and not... So go back to its roots slightly, but just make it modern. Yeah. It's a bit of both. Exactly. A little bit of a difficult yeah. job. Yeah. The guy with the hardest job in the world was the guy who had to um, redesign the new Aston Martin Vantage. Because you've taken... The old Vantage was the most beautiful car in the world, I think, and you have to redesign it. And he absolutely smashed it. As far as I'm concerned. Um, Okay, so that's pretty much Paris Motor Show wrapped up in 45 minutes, really. Um, If you've got any questions or something, please do drop Tim and I a message. If you're watching this, our, our, our handles... Oh, I sound like my dad. Well, what's your hand? What's your social media <laughs> handle? Uh, our address, our at addresses, whatever. Yes, um, are on the screen right now. Uh, mine's at Christian W. Yours is uh, at Tim underscore Oldland. There you go. Easy as that. On Twitter, I think. You, you, you're even unsure, aren't you? I am. It's been just, so long. Just search Tim Oldham. It'll yeah. come up. Look, look um, for me. It'll be, it'll, be, it'll be somewhere anyway <laughs> in the descriptions. Thank you so much again uh, to BOTB for letting us come and film in the office. Of course, Thank they're you. the guys that give away a car and a lifestyle prize every single week. You've got to be in it to win it. Make sure you go and have a look. BOTB.com. Get in the pot. Make sure. Get in the pot, yeah. <laughs> um, make sure you do follow us um, on our YouTube channel. Um, in the headlights, you can find it on there. And of course, if you're subscribed to our new podcast, you'll get automatic. Um, kind of updates on everything yeah. we do we basically do it every week so yeah we've got lots of videos sure. coming soon haven't we loads of videos on the ITH channel yeah, yeah loads of video loads. content coming I've got, I've got six no nine weeks I think and I've, I've, I've only got six days where I haven't got a press car there you go so loads of content coming from Tim and I uh, thanks again for listening slash watching we'll be back very very soon i.e. Yes. next week and we'll, uh, we'll see you soon bye 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 <laughs>